At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. We didn't get into Venn diagrams. Grade no. schoolers, they're full of shit. That's right. That's the whole point. That's, what, that's learned, the right question. Also learn, you couldn't start a sentence with and, which is bullshit. You totally can't. I mean, you can really do anything you want, can't you? But it's accurate. It's, 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 it's grammatically correct to do so. Mm. I don't think he's coming. I don't think he's coming. It's a two-man show. Two-man show. It's the BJ, JJ, or JJ and BJ show. And I really hate my parents for not yeah, thinking that. Don't thing. ever, don't ever say BJ. Don't do it. Oh, I, I don't want it to be said. I had a friend who, so I had a friend who is now married to one of my best friends. And she called me that all the time. And I was like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. And I'm pretty sure if she saw me right now, that's what she would call me. So anyway, two man show. I mean, it, it is a name. No, I'm not ready. I'm, not, I'm finishing my sandwich. Uh, Hang on. I mean, it is a name. I guess I should wait for you to stop stuff in your face before I try and talk to you. <laughs> I mean, you can still talk. What but... What do you think about the news, Jammer? Mm-hmm. 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 So good. <laughs> what kind of sandwich do you have? Jersey Mike's. Yummy. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, I forgot. So basically having a dog get fixed is like getting a puppy all over again it's, it's annoying because he's just pitiful no you have to like gate off areas keep him near you at all times create him whenever possible like we used to just let him like walk around the house hmm. and now we can't do that because they don't want him going up and downstairs a lot oh god that's rough yeah I don't know what it is about my brain that can't tolerate pets. Like, so right before the show, I was doing research for the show. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to get stuff together. And I look, no, my wife looks and she's like, what's going on with your fish? It's not my fish, right? It's, it's the fish for the, the children. They wanted a pet. And so we got a fish and it was like, I already know exactly time. what's wrong with you. What? You have very specific way you want your life to be and you don't like things that have potential for throwing a wrench into your system but what are children because i'm saying you probably have a similar perspective with children i don't though that's the thing like i have a very specific buffer wait let me tell this story and so i we realized we we had our power go out last night and whatever caused the power to go out messed up this one particular outlet. So the heat, the filter, and all that's then the lights to this tank just stop working. And I was busy today, so I wasn't paying any attention. And she was like, What is happening in your fish? And the fish was just like kind of going off to the side. And we're just staring at it. And she's like, Oh, is that supposed to be doing something? And I we've realized that the filter wasn't running or anything. So we had to move the entire table and tank and like move boxes around to move all of this to make it work. Um, and so to your point about not liking or having a very specific way that I want my life to go for whatever reason with pets, I was just like, Oh God, this is so much. And it really wasn't that big of a deal. It was just annoying. 
uh, with kids. It's probably because like cost benefit analysis. Yeah. Cost benefit analysis. It's like pets to you, especially a fish, very little ROI. Fuck that thing. Kids are very different because A, you have that like d- DNA connection that you like, and then they start to develop personalities that you like to hang out with. So it's just like, it's cool. And then, so you start to sort of, you get used to it and you've adapted your lifestyle to sort of have a threshold. It's like, okay, I'm expecting, I'm expecting 50% amount of bullshit and I'm okay within that area because I planned for it. But the second you have another one, it's like, shit, it's all out of whack again. Fuck this. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Like, I think a dog, I could get, I could get there because they have slightly more personality than a fish. Mm-hmm. Man, slightly a lot more personality to fish. Fish doesn't have any fucking personality. Whatever. Just fucking so, whoop, 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 whoop. I'm fairly certain that our fish is depressed. So there used to be two fish, and then one of them died, and now the other fish. So the fish that's left was kind of a bully. It would take um, food from the other fish. It was really weird, and then the other one died, and so now it just looks in the reflection of itself all the time. Wait, it's so never- which one died, the bully or this one? No. This the, one. The bully did. Okay, the bully, the bully didn't die. Yeah. Oh, the bully survived. Bully survived. He doesn't have anyone to bully anymore. Yeah. So he's just looking in the mirror. It's like every single day. It's really weird. But. All right. Anyway. Well, one more bite, and I'll call. I'll get ready to get started. One more bite. This isn't the show. This is. I, I mean, this could be the show. I'm. I'm totally down to keep this conversation in, but it's me chewing. Oh, it was going in. It was going in. They love it. Okay. It's the ASMR they needed. It's the new year thing. We're, we're doing a new LM, LRM ASMR. See, couldn't even say it, but we're going to work on it. It's going to be a thing. Genreverse ASMR. That's right. That's right. It's done. Is it over? We switched over? I was going to say yes, but I want another bite. <laughs> so, so I had to get DoorDash and I needed to get to a certain limit in order to get DoorDash for free, like the actual thing. So I, I got, I fucking got a cookie foolishly. Jesus Christ. I can't do that anymore. I feel like such a clown. It's not even in the ordering. It's not even when the food gets there. It's when I look at my credit card. It's like, was that fucking sandwich worth the $20? So your solution is don't look at your credit card. That's the solution. No, I can't. It doesn't work like that. But what I found is because I don't pay for gas anymore, it makes sense to just go get the food. Mm. So. All right. Let's get started. I'm ready, ready to talk some shit. Yeah. All right. Hello. Welcome to uh, this iteration of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship podcast of LRM Online. So you you didn't answer my question. Have we have we done the switch? Have we done the switch? Is it official? Is it all is it all over? Genreverse. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think at least definitely yes. on the podcast front, it's genreverse now. Okay. And I think we're now going over to the YouTube front. So yeah, genreverse, it's official. We are now a part. Well, here's the thing. We're still a part the Elrm online site, but the genreverse podcast network. Okay. I feel like you should do the intro until I get the hang. I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship and international podcast of Excuse me, the genreverse podcast. Genreverse, yeah. Are we though? Are we though? Isn't there a genreverse podcast? No. No. Interesting. Interesting. There's a daily cup of genre. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. But you're asking if there's a, there is one. I'm saying, no, there isn't. And then I tell you, like, maybe you're thinking about this one. You're like, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not making an argument saying it is the flagship podcast. I'm just saying, you know, it's okay. You're not. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm not arguing with you. Is now uh, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to figure this out. Like, I just, I missed the memo. I've been busy. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's totally fine. And um, as far as I know, eventually it will be genreverse.com. Yes. Right. One day, one day soon. One day, uh, one day. I have to pre-apologize because I had a power outage last night and it's entirely possible that it will happen again. So if What's I just- happening over there? Off, Did I tell you storm. my house almost burned down? I saw the messages um, and you had to evacuate, right? Yeah. So essentially- was fine. Uh, last I'm, I'm sorry, week, your story. I don't want to When we podcasted, afterwards we were talking to having like our post podcast discussion and i just left i fell out of the conversation because my power went out and i was like that's weird and i would walk outside it's like all smoky and it's, it was freaking it was windy and i was like oh i hadn't stepped foot outside all day i wasn't expecting this and then uh apparently there were fires nearby and they were really close we had to evacuate Luckily, they stopped a few miles north of us, so we were safe, but it was just completely unexpected. Had to, had to make some decisions that I didn't realize I had to make. You know, I had to say, which pet do I take with me? So I left behind a couple of cats, and I'm just kidding. We obviously got all the pets out of the house, um, <laughs> but had to make decisions about other things, like what would, what would we take with us in our cars, and we'll just totally, I guess, going to have to be okay with just taking, like letting everything else burn to the ground. It was weird. Hadn't done that before. And I lived I, in California. Uh, I was going to say, I almost, I wasn't laughing at the fires. I was laughing at the fact that like, apparently it was, there were some fires nearby. I'm pretty sure the, isn't the president going out there to look at how bad the damage is? It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was, it was not good. <laughs> it was on a scale <laughs> of one to bad. It's definitely on the bad side of things. On the bad side bad. of the spectrum. It was the most, the most destructive fire in Colorado history. So yeah, that's pretty horrific. Now you, now you all know around where I live. So don't be creepy about it. Getting closer, getting closer, babe. One day, let's just be outside your door. Um, so by comparison, it was just, we had a snowstorm on Monday here in Virginia. And then people lost power for 29 plus hours. And I was fine. Didn't have any issues. People got stuck on I-95 here for over 24 hours because the snow was so bad. And again, didn't have any issues. For whatever reason, last night, it's the first time power went out and um, almost killed the fish. We'll see. Fish still might be dead. Um, he might be dead or dying. I forgot the connection between that and the fish. That makes it a lot more funny. I don't know why. <laughs> you almost died. Yeah, no, he, because the power went out, all of the, the life-sustaining things like the heat and the uh, filter, uh, all of those things just stopped working. And I never noticed. My wife noticed. And so... Um, well, it's a good a thing somebody lives. cares about the fish. I don't what kind of a fish is it? I don't know. You don't know what kind of fish you have? Koi, that's a kind of fish. It's not this fish. Yeah. Oh, well, not that's not fish. helpful. When did you say that? Okay, whatever. It's the first one that Let's... came to mind. I've been watching Cobra Kai, and I was like the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, I haven't touched Cobra Kai yet. I have so many shows I'm behind on. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, is, it, is it still good? So it's still good. It hasn't, it hasn't jumped the shark. Yeah, I, I don't know no if like this can't jump the shark. 
Yeah, I don't think because the show is so ridiculous. I think the second where it's second season where they had that batshit crazy school fight. Yeah, that was like, the jump the shark. It's, moment. it's already yeah, but it was a jump the shark moment that everyone was like was on board with. Yep. So once you get once you basically have people on board, once you essentially have fast and furious yourself to where people are on board with ridiculousness, they really you yeah. really can't do wrong. And I love that they still talk about that rumble. Like people are like, oh no, not another rumble. Like everybody just, that's how they talk about it now. Um, the jokes in this it's season. Like, hmm. oh, go ahead and say your thing. I'll say my I was going to say the jokes in the season have, have just killed me. Um, there were a couple. Good. Like they, you saw last season, right? Yeah. So they brought back Terry Silver from the second movie, second, <clears throat> third movie, third movie. And so he's having a conversation about just the ridiculousness of the plot of the movie that he was in. He was like, just saying it out loud sounds insane. Like, yes. And I just love that. Like, that is how you do meta commentary about the ridiculousness of the thing. Mm-hmm. There are examples in movies that we've reviewed where that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And so like, I laughed. Back to the matrix. Hard. Shut up. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> All the way back here, back to the matrix. You know, it's funny. So we're supposed to be reviewing uh, Don't Look Up. And I was reminded of The Matrix when watching this movie because it's like subtext is a thing. And you could you could totally do that. I guess I guess no one no one does that anymore. We'll talk about that later. I'll wait till we get into that. But for the Cobra Kai thing, I love Cobra Kai kind of for the same reasons I love Fast and Furious, where essentially they are they're porn, you know, and what I mean by that. And I think I've said about the porn you watch, Jammer. Tell me about the porn no, essentially what it is, is like, it's this idea where in a porn, everything leads to sex. No matter what happens, it all leads to sex. In Fast and Furious, everything leads to some stupid shit with cars. In Cobra Kai, everything leads to a karate fight. That's pretty much, it's, it's like, it goes out of its way. All problems are solved using karate fights, using cars, using sex, what have you. That's just, that's the connection I have. I, I connect those things to porn. It's okay. when they go out of their way to just have everything fit into that specific gimmick. And I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I think it's a great thing, but it's just, it's when you have that, that you realize you really can't go wrong. So no. Yeah. And they, they know their audience at this point, it seems like they know what people like. And so <clears throat> they just lean into it and it's a lot of fun. So if you yeah. have not watched any of Cobra Kai, if you have yet to see the season, um, good show overall, still good this season. I enjoy it. So I'm really curious Great. what they're going to do next season, though. They've they've set up some interesting things and threads. <gasps> Are they bringing um, back Hillary Swank? So weird. I said that to my wife last night. Yeah, um, it's because they're they're literally going through the movies. It's like the first one is like the first one, second one's like the second movie, third one's like wait, is that right? Well, you know what I mean. They're basically going through the movies in terms of who they're bringing back. Um, oh no, the second season brought back the guy from the first season at first movie. The second one. Wait, the third season brought back from the second movie. This season from the third movie. They're like a movie behind, essentially, because yeah. they milked they milked two movies out of the first two seasons, or one movie out of the first two seasons. Yeah, um, I it would be. I feel like that would be the second jump the jump the wow jump the shark jump the jump the shark moment if they were able to get her to come back and do it. Would she? Would she? I don't know. She may have too much integrity. What? It's not just thing. It's just for fun. Yeah. Fun. Well, she may she may take her career too seriously. What was the last she's, movie she's done? I don't know. Something she got an Oscar for, I'm sure. <laughs> Hillary Swank. I'm looking her up. 
Because I think she was in something recently. Wasn't she in a movie that didn't actually do very well? It was on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that all of Hollywood? That's like all of Hollywood right now, right? Unless you're you're in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, oh, it was the Away TV series. Nope. I didn't see it, so I can't talk. See? I feel like we're inching closer, right? She's already on Netflix, right? We're we're just like right there. It's just like down the hall, right? You might as well just go like... That's not quite how it works on Netflix. That's not how it works? I mean, it depends on the show or the series because some of them are developed mm. in-house at Netflix. But A, do they have a studio? I don't even think they have a studio. So, so it's not quite the like. same thing as having a lot. Hold on, hold on. You're ruining like my dream, right? In my head. And then a lot of a lot of Netflix is just produced by a studio no, and then acquired by Netflix. That. No. In my head, what I want is every Netflix movie and every Netflix TV show is just like a door down a hallway. And like you just open up a door and like that's Cobra Kai. There's Daredevil. You just open up the doors and like the movies are just about, bigger doors. You're talking about a studio lot. That's what you're talking about, like WB and Disney. No, like a TARDIS. Studio lots where no, like what, a TARDIS, what? like a TARDIS, where it's just bigger on the inside. God damn it! Okay, let's move on. Don't we have some news to cover? Don't Moving we have things on. to talk we, about today? We we kind of do. Like it is a relatively slow news week. Um, so. You know, pour one out for Betty White and Sydney Poitier. Oh, yeah. We've had two deaths of Hollywood icons over the last week. And, you know, it's just super sad folks that were ahead of their time and icons. And it's, it sucks. And it's very interesting within weeks of her death, uh, CNN kind of, I don't want to say jinxter, but jinxter. I was that. Right. I was getting groceries. Mm-hmm. I saw People magazine on the nightstand with Betty White on the front saying, Betty White turns 100. I'm like, ooh, Too that's soon. rough. Too yeah, soon. That's rough. We, uh, so. My wife and I watched the proposal in, in commemoration of Betty White. Funny movie. With Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. I like the movie. I Though admittedly for me, that movie did jump the shark with ironically the Betty White scene where they're freaking dancing in the forest. Mm-hmm. Did not like that scene or the rest of the movie. But before that, fantastic movie, fantastic rom-com. On board with most of it. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there's that. Um, fortunately, there's that. So uh, go watch Golden Girls. Go watch um, In the Heat of the Night. Go watch The Thing. It's really, really awesome stuff. So uh, in other news, we've got an interesting update on Invincible Season 2. So if you're into that, stars Steven Yoon. He had a conversation with Robert Kirkman and his update was, we haven't started it. I know we're going to start it at some point. He said he talked to Robert Kirkman and he's super excited about it. He thinks season two is going to be even better than season one, which I have no doubt about that. If you have to go to the source material, Invincible is incredible, is an incredible comic book. Man, it's hard to say. And just thinking about how much story hasn't been told from that run. It's going to be bonkers. I'm really excited about it. Um, you haven't watched yeah, any of this. They're, they're a little behind. I have not. No. Um, have you read the comic book? No, I haven't. I, I the only thing I had exposure I had to Invincible was I think 2008 or 2009 Comic Con. They were handing out DVD samplers that had several things, including an episode of Thirty Rock, the entire web series of The Line, starring and written by Bill Hader. And an episode of Dexter and an episode of Invincible. And I watched an episode of Invincible. And that episode was just a motion comic. Mm. 
that apparently aired on MTV, I think, which was weird to me. Um, and I actually didn't even know what a motion comic was back then. I was like, is this a show? That's weird. <laughs> but, and it also was confusing because it had an MTV branding all over it. So I was like, it must have aired on TV or something. But anyways, that's the only thing I, I saw of it. And it seemed kind of cheesy because, and I don't think I got it because I didn't really research it, didn't look into it, just kind of watched it. And I was like, eh, not for me. Moved on with my life. Only so that you know, was a couple a years season later. or an episode? An episode. Okay. Of, an, of a season of motion comics, presumably, right? I mean, I had an episode. I didn't look farther into it, so I really don't okay. remember. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't even know if what how much it takes up, if it's a panel for panel, if it's actually a motion comic or if they modified it. So I know very little about this thing that I speak of other than that was my exposure and it didn't seem like it's for me. But a couple of years later, I found out, oh, wait, no, this is actually a comic that's actually good and I should probably take a look at, but then haven't. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, I actually finished the entire thing on like One Piece, but um, I he's right. I I have not seen it physically, but I did buy the digital compendium and it is ginormous. And so I'm really curious how long the show is going to go on or how much of that story they're going to be able to burn through because it gets bonkers. Um, like really, really insane. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So um, if you don't want to wait, because apparently they haven't started it yet, go ahead and pick it up and read it. I read it. I think I have it on Comixology. So there's a pitch for another product we're not getting paid for. God damn it. Anyway, we're not getting paid for anything. This is all, this is all free publicity. I know. For the it's all thing. free shit. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So uh, Ezra Miller was asked a question about the Snyderverse by a fan. He said they were, they were expressing concerns about whether or not the Flash film is going to erase the Snyderverse, which is the thing that we on this podcast have joked about frequently. Um, and so in his response, Ezra Miller said, no power or force in any known megaverse would or could erase Zack Snyder's mighty works. And that's WRKZ which I guess makes it even better. Definitely you can take that quote, you can take it to the bank, to the press, to the schools, to the military, and the other pillars of capitalism. I'm forgetting because that thing where you try to think of a group of things and always forget one of them. Yeah, that is the thing that happens. What, what the hell does that even mean? You know, like you're giving a speech and you're like, I would like to thank everybody. Like, I would like to thank the Academy. I would like to thank my mom. And you inevitably forget your girlfriend or wife and then they're angry at you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the plot yeah, of Malcolm. That, ha- Marie. that happened. Happen. Yeah, that was about to say that, that's the plot of the that was that Malcolm and Marie, the one with uh, yeah. Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing that happens. He's right. He he is right about that. That is the thing that happens. Now, whether or not the Flash will erase the Snyderverse, I kick it to you as to whether or not you think that he is speaking the true truth. It depends on your definition. Excuse me, of a race, because. There are options in place. So if, if they mean a race as in it never happened, no. It did happen in one you know, timeline of the multiverse. However, because the DC is already steeped in the multiverse, we already have proof that the Flash from CW crosses over with the Flash from the Snyderverse. We already know that all of these other shows and movies from decades past are actually a part of the multiverse. No, it's never erased. However, it is very possible 
that film Marty McFly this thing to where they create essentially create or he jumps and essentially lives in a new universe going forward, which has a different Batman, has a different Wonder Woman, has a different everything, or maybe only has a different, you know, Superman or Batman and everything else is the same, depending on what DC wants. So it will it happen? It's possible that I think that will happen, but they will never actually fully erase DC's Snyderverse because it is one of the many timelines out there. Yeah. And his because... quote doesn't really clarify. His quote doesn't clarify. He just means that it exists. And he his statement still would work if the flash at the end of it ends up in an alternate timeline. Yeah. I was laughing because you didn't do this, but it reminded me of what he said where he said, you know, you, you're naming a list of things. You forget this one person. If, <laughs> if there is no more cyborg, then I'll be like, yeah, they erased it. Because I feel like that would be the one that Warner Brothers would be like, yeah, like of all of the people, they would want that to go away the most. That is, Or, the one... or they, they, they incorporate the cyborg from Doom Patrol. Yeah. Yep. So you're talking specifically so, about Ray Fisher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like I, Cyborg. I really like Ray Fisher's Cyborg. And, and the other part of that is he is the one that in the Snyder Cut got the biggest boost in terms of screen time and story Flash did and too. all of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Flash to me got the best scene in the whole movie. The um, best scene, but I think that in terms of an arc, Fisher got a more, he got more. complete one. Yeah, definitely. Certainly more than what he already had. Yeah. That's for sure. So I think that that's interesting. Couldn't do fun. that yesterday. I was just thinking about that quote for the Joss Whedon thing, which I remember was kind of a cool idea where he kind of wakes up and unlocks certain aspects of his, I guess, programming. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm just like, what were you doing? Um, why? Why did you do that? And it just kind of reminds me of, um, I was working with somebody on a book and they had written a version of it before. And they wanted me to come in and essentially help them overhaul it and re- redo it so that it's, it's our own thing. And I was reading it and there was a sort of secret society within it. And I was like, so what's the secret society thing? And he's like, whatever you want it to be. No, no, no. What is it? Whatever you want it to be. What did you write this to be? What is it supposed <laughs> to be? Let me know. Um, it, it, I feel like Joss Whedon was just like, eh, it's whatever I want it to be. I'll just fuck it. I'll just make him start just, you know, doing things and him not understanding it. Does it come back later? No. Does it make sense? Not really. But, you know, I'll just put it in there and it'll be whatever we want it to be later. J.J. Abrams did. I have no recollection of what you're talking about. I only remember the Snyder Cut now. So, oh, would you actually, are you just being that little No, I'm being, I am being serious. So being... there's that scene in uh, one of the first scenes with him in, in the Joss Whedon cut where his dad comes in. I forget the specific scene, like exactly what happens in it. But essentially, he starts Iron Manning it, where he like, mm. like starts floating, and then he like hits the ground. He's like, "Couldn't do that yesterday," and that was it. You said it doesn't come back. Well, doesn't that mean that he could fly later, right? But they didn't have this thing where he's like discovering new abilities on a daily no. basis. They didn't that that aspect was not a part of the Snyder cut. Doesn't he? L- oh, okay, okay, I get what you're saying. Because I was going to yeah. say, doesn't he look slightly different at the end of the Joss Whedon version than where he started? And so I would imagine that's I probably part of that. the same thing. I don't that was give alive. Joss Whedon any credit. Wow. Wow. All right. Don't give him any credit. Wait, his Fine. dad was alive. That's true. His dad was alive. That's true. I don't yeah. remember, man. You don't make me go back to Joss Whedon's cut. I you don't brought care it up. Whoa, whoa. Don't make you do nothing that you brought up. You did this. <laughs> you came here. All right. 
Anyway, moving on. What were your thoughts? Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think that what he said changes anything. A race, I don't think in a world where you have the world, in a movie world where you have alternate timelines and multiple universes that they've already explored, it's possible to erase anything. Unless you literally say it gets blown up with some sort of like timeline erasing bomb. Like you have to get that specific. Otherwise, it is just a place that exists somewhere that you're never going to revisit. Do you think we're ever going to get George Clooney back? Um, I think it's going to happen eventually. I actually there's enough money think out there. We could see it. Yeah, and there's enough people going to be like, "Oh, you remember George Clooney was the best Batman? So good, he was the best Batman movie ever." People I think that's such a weird. It. That's such a weird thing that happens. Um, like with Andrew Garfield, people are like, oh man, I, w- I want another movie with Andrew Garfield. It's like, well, why didn't you vote with your dollars and go see it the first time? It's you, the you had two too. times, two times, two times. People, I'm waiting for it to happen with The Last Jedi. I'm waiting for that to happen so I can, you know, rub their faces in their hypocrisy because it's going to happen. Just wait. It, it, what year is it? In 2027. I guarantee you there will be there will be a resurgence in love for the last so, Jedi. I agree and I disagree. What usually that seems to be driven by people who are younger, right? There are people who see something at a time and their brains are one slightly more malleable, two, they're less influenced by uh, some of the things that we are having seen. Like they're not as jaded. Well, are they jaded? I don't know. This analogy is falling apart just as quickly as but. I do think that the younger you are, when you see something, you make certain allowances that you don't when you're older. And so that's probably what's going to happen. There are people who did not have the same level of disdain for it and made certain allowances because they were younger. And 2027, they'll be all on board for what? Well, what do you think is going to happen then? 2027, what? People will love it and say... There's going to be something that's going to kickstart a a retrospective love of the sequel trilogy. I just, it just fucking baffles me when I go on Facebook groups and I have people going like, what's your favorite one? Everyone talks about the sequel trilogy is trash. The prequel trilogy is where it's at. And I'm like, no. How old are they? That's, I feel like that would be the thing that I would ask. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't engage. Well, I do. I fan the flames and then don't you're listen just, to anyone. You're just a else. lurker. You're just a lurker. Sorry. I'm just no. I'm, I don't lurk. I go in there and go like, "Last Jedi is the best," and then I don't respond to anything else because it's just <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Ah, so you're just and every so it's so funny how many people actually. I'm not a troll. I'm saying my opinion. Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies, and then I get people going like, "Oh, obviously you're full of shit. You're just trying to get a rise out of me." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I really feel that way. It is what it is." Okay. Yeah. Moving on from trolls to vampires, uh, Morbius has oh, been pushed nice. back again. It was nice, wasn't? Was it? Can't point it out though. Yeah. I'm just gonna revel in it. Uh, moving on, Morbius has been pushed back again. This will be the fifth time, just like Booker T, five-time world champion of being pushed back. Um, so Morbius was supposed to come out this month. We were talking about when we're gonna review and when we're gonna see it, so we can talk about it for this podcast. Not gonna happen. Apparently, Sony doesn't want us to have nice things or mediocre things. I don't know. Gets better with every trailer I see. Maybe that's something. I mean, to be fair, maybe maybe Sony just doesn't want us to get COVID. Weren't they the studio that, or was it was Universal? One of those two. No, it was Universal. Never mind. 
I'm not yeah. going to say it then because it was universal. They're the ones who said they're not going to release anything in theaters until the pandemic is done. Good luck with that. But um, but yeah, Sony, it has. I think it just has to do with the Omicron. They're getting cold feet because Omicron is coming back. You don't think so? I saw another interesting theory. I saw um, the theory. I think it's weird, but go ahead. You disagree? It anyway. It's, I don't know if I disagree. It's just weird. I don't think we have enough information. Okay. Go ahead. What's the theory? That's what makes it a theory. The theory is that uh, Spider-Man overperformed. And so to look, have their balance sheets look better, they moved Morbius to another time period, a different quarter. Another fiscal year or yeah, fiscal another. quarter? Yeah, I don't know what their fiscal years and fiscal quarters, or I'm sorry, their fiscal years look like, uh, what their mm-hmm. quarters are like. But um, so it's an interesting one. Like you said, not enough information to make a determination as to whether or not that's true. But if true. But wouldn't it, would it make sense if it overperformed? Wouldn't it make sense if they had something that they weren't sure was going to perform very well to bundle that in in the previous quarter so that it gets compensated for? I don't know. As opposed to having it start off a different quarter where it'll have to stand more on its own and pull its weight more. Be more of an eyesore. Don't know. What? Who knows? <laughs> it would be more of an eyesore. I mean, like it would be more of an eye, like the apparent loss of a film, if it is not good, would be more apparent if it was just. Okay. Like a more apparent eyesore on the books. Yeah. You mean. yeah. Okay. Not as a, yeah. not as a film, not as a movie, not as a thing that is made, not as a creative work, but as like a, a red in your ledger. Yeah. As Nat would exactly say. as Nat would say as Nat did say as no one will let you forget everyone keeps bringing up that fucking red in the ledger get over it I hate when people do that I hate when people cling on to lines <laughs> they cling on to lines of things like oh she has red in her ledger we're gonna have to see here you know wipe that red from her ledger it's like really don't we have to see Han Solo get the Millennium Falcon we have to see him meet Lando no no to be fair that was the studio I'm that such did a- that no, I'm that was the studio that did bitch. that. You are. I was going to say that next, but so I think the solo stuff, that is the studio. The thing that you're yeah, saying is fair. fans, like the the Nat thing. Those are fans. Yeah, that's true. You know, I say I hate it. I actually also really like it. Um, an ability for fans to like, if you if you have a character, like if you have a cast of like five people in a story um, and maybe one of those people gets shortchanged so they only have like, I don't know, a handful of lines in the movie or the book or whatever. You have those fans who really like cling on to it. They're like, oh, something about this character really resonated with me. And now I'm going to glom on to every little aspect of it and really give it overall importance and really sort of derive the entirety of the character's arc and personality based on that one thing. I both hate it and love it. I love it because it's great on how much value we can get from very little and how much we autocomplete. I don't like it in that it creates expectations in what comes next. And if those expectations aren't met, then it's just a bad thing in the minds of those folks who had that headcanon. Okay. I, uh, I don't hate those people quite as much as you do. But, I don't uh, hate them. I'm just prickly. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's fun that fans can do that. Um, but yeah, anyway. I like it, but I also am annoyed by it sometimes. It's really funny because I was talking to a friend and he was pointing out the thing that you hated about giving fans what they wanted in Spider-Man. Like that was one of the things that he was talking about. He's like, I don't understand why he hates us so much. Um, so now we are. Why right hate like everybody hates, as in like what I hated. Like why do I hate them getting what they want? Yeah. Because I only hate it when it's usually at the expense of potentially good story. Oh no! Running. So no, no. He understood. He was just like, why are you being such a prick? Okay. 
<laughs> that's fair. I mean, if it's here's the thing, like if it's like it was it not for want of an explanation. It was a questioning it, of your motives. It it depends on what it is. So Marvel showed how to do it right. However, with The Last Jedi, a lot of people's problems was that their theories didn't come true, so they were upset about it. And it blinded them to any sort of redeeming qualities the movie had. Mm. So I hate it when it's like, because my thing that I wanted didn't happen, fuck this movie. Or because some specific parameters that existed in the past aren't met, fuck this movie. Okay, all right. I'm hearing you. What, what I'm hearing is don't join. I agree with you, 100%. Yep. Don't join. Don't join. Um, did you... Did you read Devil in White City? I did not, but I've always wanted to. I know. It, it looks like it looks like one of those books I should read. Like my mom has it. Like every time I go to their house, it's there. And I'm like, yeah, I should read that. And I just move There's on. also a very specific weird, weird thing I have. So there, there are some books. So like there are some books that are published in a way where they just feel cheap. Like the yeah. paperbacks for the Harry Potter book, the Scholastic paperbacks are awful they feel really cheap the pages if you're like if you open them up they like have these little little dimples on the inside and it's just like it just makes it all weird and gross i don't like the way the pages feel the spine you know breaks not great stuff and then you look at certain other books that are like more adult printed where it's like they have like sort of a heft to them they have a nice cover and it just feels good in your hands and you flip through the pages the spine doesn't break there's like a nice floppiness to the pages and devil in the white city was printed in that way so that is one of the reasons why i really wanted to read it <laughs> so you say you picked it up you flipped through the pages and it's like oh this is this is getting, it smells good it's like ah, yep later you'll get there okay yeah um, i'll get there it's on my list it's on my, on, my, it's my on tbr put it on the list steve uh, so it's on my list as well. Oh, and I'm sorry. I think I totally forgot to say that uh, Morbius is now coming out in April rather than January. Talked all that shit. Totally forgot to. Get oh to yeah, we actually point. didn't say it's not even that much later. Yeah, um, it's a few so months yeah, later. That's the main story. Sorry. Anyway, Devil in White City. Who is developing an adaptation of the story? And it is the story of a serial killer in 1893. Uh, and it's linked to the Chicago World's Fair, which, again, is another reason why I should have read this book. Uh, but the big news related to this adaptation is the fact that uh, Keanu Reeves is currently in talks to star as the serial killer. And I think the development is being headed by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. So uh, they are executive producing this, which... Now I really feel like I need to read this book. Like, what is it about this book uh, that's like well, almost 20 years old at this point that's got these people like, hey, we need to make this thing. So. Yeah, like I said, it's always attracted me. Not enough to read it, but it's always been attractive to, <laughs> to my eyes. The story itself, the premise seems cool. I like the, uh, I guess, DiCaprio and Scorsese that they're involved. I'm intrigued to see who's actually going to pick it up and direct it. Sounds to me like, you know, a nice Fincher movie but uh we'll see if he actually mm. does it i mean i mean he's not even there's no hint that he's in the running but he's someone i think of another person i would have thought it would be a good one for it is denny denny villeneuve but uh he's too busy doing sci-fi so probably not yeah that'd be interesting i hadn't even thought about who i would want to direct this movie but um I'm trying to think the or world's... hey maybe even um 
what's his name uh what's his name the guy who directed joker scott something um, that's not right no no hold on i'm looking it up how did i remember todd, this todd 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 phillips todd phillips todd phillips yeah yeah him he'd be good for something like ah, this based on I'd be, I'd what i hear google um uh, yeah yeah i actually think that that would be interesting at least in terms of setting the scene i think they could do it because i do feel like well, I don't think that I liked the movie, the cinematography of Joker and like the setting and things like that. I thought that they did well. So. And I don't know how much is a mystery aspect of it, but um, of this devil in the white city, I don't know how much of it is a mystery, but like the hangover is a fucking good mystery movie. Come on. It's great. It is. It is. It's awesome. So he's got those chops. Um, let's see. What was the other thing I was going to ask you about? So you don't watch any of the Star Trek stuff, any of the current. Nope, Star Trek I do movie. not. Uh, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed that you're here and Nick isn't. But, Nick isn't. Nick bailed out. My Nick name bailed is Nick. Out. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. I mean, I'm I can't put all the Star Trek talk. stuff on here. Then he knows that I want to talk about. And well, <laughs> um, so there were a couple of things that happened. One of them is the fact that Star Trek Discovery just went on hiatus last week and it's going to have a month long break. And it, it's weird. There are these interesting theories coming out. Like people think that it's related to the, the actual story that I'm going to talk about. So Discovery has gone on hiatus. It will not be back until uh, sometime in February. And in its stead, um, Star Trek Prodigy, which stars um, Catherine Janeway, uh, has taken over for it and there are people who were thinking that one of the rationales for um star trek picard being pushed back a little bit had to do with this uh, so there was some covid exposure that happened on yeah that was a uh, star trek picard hmm. told that to kirsten yesterday i was just like so picard picard got delayed or they, they stopped shit down production do you want to know why She's like, what? I was like, 50 COVID, uh, freaking positive COVID, yeah, whatever diagnoses, whatever the hell they call it. 50 positives. that's a f- positives, that's a fucked up number. That's so high, that's well, ridiculous. So, there are a couple of things that might put that in perspective, and I, I know it won't matter, but um, so one of the things that happened, they have one of the largest television crews, period. So, 450 people on staff, and so that kind of explains the large number right they have a huge population um now other people have been able to seemingly make shows and movies without this occurring so i do think that it was kind of interesting it, my reaction to this was if you motherfuckers kill patrick stewart i'm gonna be really annoyed like i don't i wouldn't even know how to react i would to be that. i would be annoyed that is that is an underwhelming response i would be annoyed yeah um it's like i might i might i might my i my i might twitch a little bit if if i hear this news i might feel a little pit in my stomach for about 30 minutes if he gets covid i mean i would i as someone who did not like the first season of picard i did like all the nostalgia stuff that they did and now it's going into nostalgia overload because they're bringing back john delance who played q on star trek the next generation so between john delance patrick stewart jerry ryan um and Whoopi goldberg i'm just gonna be like 
I can't wait to see this. Even if I'm not that into it, I'm really curious what they're going to do with these characters. Um, so it, it sucks that it's being pushed back. It sucks that everybody is sick. Um, so hopefully there are no further adverse consequences from I've, this. I don't know what your circle has been like, but I literally feel like the past two weeks has been probably 50% of my friend circles being like, I have COVID, I have COVID, I have COVID. We all have COVID. Our whole family has COVID. This has COVID, that has COVID. My fucking dog has COVID. My goldfish has COVID. Everyone's getting COVID, which is sucks, but is also like, it it does on the positive side, it does seem like Uh we're getting, we're seeing fewer fatalities. Um, Maybe it's because the, the Omicron variant is being like less aggressive. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but it does seem like, based on my personal experience that more people are getting it and not as many are like having really, 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 really bad reactions to it apart from, you know, just feeling like shit for several days. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a similar experience and it's kind of interesting that you say that because it seems like probably over the last month or so it has been that exactly. And even myself, like I, I had an, an exposure, uh, didn't get it, but it was like, God damn it. And it just seems like you can't go anywhere without, like you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything, even if you're safe. And it's just, it's frustrating. I've upgraded my mask game, that's for sure. Wearing N95s, N95s and K-N95s were bust. No more cloth masks for this bitch. Well, that's what the CDC is recommending anyway, so. I mean, that's that's the reason I know that. So, <laughs> like that, I'm listening to them. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that they said it and I'm on board with it. So yeah, um, between this news, uh, it's it's a bummer, and I'm also upset because Discovery was in a really good place. Like I'm, I've been enjoying this season, but I feel like where they ended, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what happens next. They did a really good job of picking a good spot that makes me really curious as to what happens next. So fortunately, I have to wait a month or so to find out what's going to happen. But still, still kind of sucks. But anyway, it does suck. It does suck. That's pretty much it for the news. Um, Let me see if there's anything else on here. That, is there, I was just about to say. Is worth. I mean, like, No Way Home overperforming $1.37 billion or more. Actually, probably more at this point. That was five days ago. So let me check out Box Office Mojo really quick. Take a look. Um, Spider-Man, No Way. Do you want to take a guess at where it's at right now? So Worldwide? 1, 1.37 before? Um, yes. I'm going to say 1.6. Not even close. $1.39 billion. Didn't move really? up that much. Yeah, That's kind of surprising. But that was Monday or Sunday. So, I mean, I guess weekdays are usually week. We'll see what happens come Monday, this coming Sunday, what the numbers look like. Let's see. Yeah, and I guess everybody did go back to school and work. That's, that's my... But I think so, this weekend will be telling. So here's what kind of messed me up. I haven't been back to school really in three weeks but that was because the beginning of this week was the snowstorm so i've been out and so in my head i'm like oh yeah everybody's still on vacation I'm like no no everybody's gone back to work so whoops my bad real life is continuing whoops a daisy but yeah cool i'm happy that it's doing well um obviously i can see why they think it's overperformed it's like the highest grossing sony movie of all time it's doing all sorts of good business and it's a great movie so good for them I don't think it's indicative of any actual sweeping changes in the current landscape of filmmaking. I think this movie is still 
more of the exception than the rule of what to expect in movies going forward, especially with the new variant going out there. So, yeah, I mean, people are talking about, we mentioned this, I think, at the beginning of the podcast, talking about HBO Max and people saying that either it's doing well or it's not doing well. It's just like, it's, was they, were they smart to do what they did? I don't know if we could still tell yet. And I don't know if, if you're not Disney, if, uh, you know, having a movie in theaters at this time is beneficial for you, especially when you're trying to build up that, that foundation on your streaming service. What are you laughing at? Uh, So a couple of things, I was thinking that some of the movies that we had seen, if I'd had to go to the theater to see them, I would have been pissed. So like the matrix, like the matrix. Yeah. The matrix is one, the Kong versus Godzilla. Nah, that wouldn't have bothered me as much. I was fine with that. That would have bothered um, me. I, I hate no, that movie. Yeah, yeah, that Denzel Washington one with him and Jared Leto. Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful movie. Uh, so yeah, there were a few things. Reminiscence, I think I would have been, like, I really, really liked that. Reminiscence, it was, it was, I would have been okay in theaters with that one. Freaking I kind of Power, or Power, whatever the heck that movie was with Jamie Foxx. No, that was thank a Netflix you. movie. That was a Netflix movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. They all blend in with me. Um, have you, before we move on to the main film, Don't Look Up, have you caught up on Book of Boba Fett yet? No. What are you doing? I'm not watching TV. So here's the apparently, I am trying my best to learn other languages and to catch up on my reading. And I'll admit, my TV show watching has gone down because I'm actually going back and watching things in other languages instead. What, uh, what have you been? What language are you doing with my life? Reading. No, what language? Are you actually trying to learn language? Yeah. I mean, I'm actually trying to become like fluent in Spanish again because I fucking fell off the bandwagon decade ago and I need to jump back into it. So I'm like watching movies. Relearning a new language. I'm relearning a language. I'm calling it learning a new language because you know what? I felt like I was, I was, I was not quite fluent, but I was like on the verge and then I fell back down and now I'm like, you know what? I'm become fluent, fluent. So I'm learning a language. Okay. And anyways, sure. I've been spending a lot of my time watching things in Spanish. So okay, including the best movie of last year, Encanto. That movie is so fucking good. No, that movie is so good. Not the best so movie of last good. year. Not the best movie. I think year. it is. I think no. it is. Well, it's my favorite. It's my favorite movie of last year. You don't think I? I liked it at the time. It's not going to stick with me. I still think Coco. Oh, it stuck probably. hard. Yeah. It stuck hard with me. Here's the. Here's. I, I really think that. It has one major flaw, and I think I've expressed it on Slack. So for those who don't know, you're about to get spoiled for Encanto. doesn't matter, whatever. So Encanto is about a girl. She lives in a family. They all have special gifts, mm-hmm. and she does not have a special gift. That's right. And she's you know, obviously sad about it, you know, but it's not a situation where she just discovers like, oh, I didn't get my gift. It's like she's lived this way for like a decade and has basically come to accept it. But I mean, she's still sad about it, but then also finds out that there is uh, some mysterious thing that's happening that is endangering their abilities on themselves. And she's trying to find a way to make sure that the family doesn't lose their powers. And that's what the movie's about. Um, in my opinion, the movie really kind of does something seemingly kind of risky where they have everyone lose their powers and they have her quote unquote ability actually sort of reuniting them and kind of showing them that they're more than just their gifts and blah 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 and i wish that they committed and they did not get their gifts back at the end oh because 
that would have made it way more impactful because that's where all of the arcs come where you know you have this one person who basically has to be perfect and has to do this thing and you have another person who is like has to be strong but is like super anxious under the surface you have these other characters who are this and that and it's just like they're relying too heavily on their abilities and let the, letting them define them as opposed to being their own people and Mirabelle's sort of her purpose in all this is to help them because the family was given this this gift in a very trying time to really help them get them on their feet and now it's like I could see they could be like you know what you've had a couple of generations of this it's time for you all to stand on your own you don't need me anymore do your thing as yourselves and Mirabelle was meant to be that person to help them do that and she did but then they all got their fucking powers back at the end takes away the entire impact of the movie takes away the growth and arc uh even in the last song there are like some stuff saying where it hints that oh well we're not what we used to be but we're better for it and then they get their powers right after that so it's just like disney you should have done it you should have gone all in but still a fantastic movie regardless yeah and i i realized halfway through that what that you had said then what my response was they can't franchise it if that's not what happens that's true or you so, can marvel it you can marvel studios it where you have these big arcs and movies but then they just get undone in the next one with another arc yeah and that's okay because it doesn't it almost doesn't take away from what happened before because that was his own thing and then they learn something new so i would be you know maybe they get it back in the next movie see disney you should have me working there should have, have you applied i mean no but no well, well, <laughs> well pretty sure that's how that works <laughs> we'll work on it we'll work you on and it. your logic what is wrong with you let's talk about your linkedin page next yeah um anyway you need to be watching book of boba fett second episode pretty good uh, i'm enjoying it oh, yeah I'm, that's where that started <laughs> that's where that started not in kanto uh i'm enjoying like the kind of dances with wolves things that things that they're doing with him um, that's what everyone's my, been talking about how book of boba fett is essentially a white savior story without a white savior which is the savior story yes um but i do think yeah i mean there's there's no there's no yeah but yes that is what it is and that said i'm still enjoying it what i do like about it is this is a character who people have been putting their own um, ideas and feelings about who Boba Fett is and this is essentially defining him finally as a character which I like and so are, do, are other people liking it or are people going like oh he's not cool like I thought he was he's too weak he's too good it's a little bit of both um, mm -hmm. I'm seeing both I'm seeing people appreciate it for what it is and I see people who are doing that that exactly um, I will say that I don't even though I am enjoying it it is weird to me. I, it's almost the same Mandalorian um, critique where it's like everyone thinks that this person is the most badass, whatever, whatever, but they're not. And so I'm trying to figure out where this comes from. Um, it's because people like the idea of an anti-hero. No, 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 no. They generally speaking, what? Not viewers, in-universe. In-universe, they're like, he's oh, the most okay. badass, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, mm, I don't think so. But... I did like some of the stuff that they did with his attitude and his demeanor towards people. But when it comes to being in a, in a fight, like, nah. 
I mean, he did good in The Mandalorian. That one episode that introduced him, he was fucking badass that episode. Sure. Sure. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know what things were like in the the last two episodes. Like, did it have The Mandalorian effect? Did he get get freaking knocked out by a bunch of Jawas and kind of ruin that mystique? So they were assassins. And what I think I could argue is maybe coming out of a back to tank is the reason why he wasn't up to snuff. So he seems to have been in a back to tank for extended periods of time healing him. And maybe he's just not 100%. He's in the rejuvenation chamber. Yeah. Ugh. So, but yeah, check it out. I need to I, watch I it. I, I need to watch, is watch it. it. Is it 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour? What is it? So it's it's good in the same sense that it is long as the episode needs to be. So I think the first episode was short-ish, and then this one is longer. Okay. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> um, so don't look up. This is an Adam McCabe film that stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and others. It currently has a 55% from the critics and a 74 percent from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 7.3% out of 10 on IMDb and a 50% Wait, on Wait, how much? What does it have on IMDb? 3.7? Oh, I think you said... Okay, I thought you said 3.7. I was like, Jesus! Did I? Uh, maybe. I might be numbered dyslexic. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe, I just, uh, maybe I'm audible dyslexic. <laughs> 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb and a 50% on Metacritic. Um, so the brief synopsis we have this film is two low-level astronomers, astronomers, wow, must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy the planet Earth. Not very subtle, Adam McKay. Jammer, would you like to give your non-spoiler impressions of this movie? Don't Look Up is a stressful, infuriating on the nose, entertaining, fun, overlong, but overall enjoyable. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it again. It might be a little overly cynic, cynical for my taste, but I also can't fault anyone for sharing this perspective of the filmmakers because I might share a lot of the same pessimism as, as the filmmakers. So overall, it's a very overtly political movie. If you don't like politics in your media, get the fuck out don't watch it it's not for you if you don't yeah. mind it then you know check it out and watch it and have fun with it i think it's entertaining i think it's overall a solid movie i think it's better than vice um i don't think it's better than the big short kind of falls somewhere in between in my mind compared to adam k's other movies so weird i don't have those frames of reference i haven't watched either of those i read the book the big short and i think that's why i had no desire to watch the movie it's good i like it yeah, it's better in my head. So I don't think I want to watch it. You know what I mean? That's fair, as long as you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so my non-spoiler impressions, I one of the things you said that I really keyed in on was overly long. Um, Especially that, mean, that, that, that middle, that, the second half of that first hour. Oh, man. Um, so I think it's too on the nose, and I think it's overly long. And I think for, is this... this is this political satire or is this a comedy? How did they build this? Political satire, um, very clearly. And a comedy. Yeah. I think it's both. It's, so a, bla- it's a black comedy. It's a political satire, black comedy. I laughed. Okay. I so, laughed and cried at the same time at many of the stuff that was happening. I was laughing black. and I was like, oh, that's so true. Yeah. 
as a black, I did not laugh. Um, I didn't. What does that mean? I don't know. You said it was a black comedy. Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Cause God damn it. Get out of here. Uh, I just. Oh, it, get it, out of here with those dad jokes. What's wrong with you? That's not your thing. Was that a dad joke? I don't even think that was a dad joke. That's such a dad joke. Is it not? Um, I, <laughs> there's one time that I laughed out loud and it was like, it was at the end. And so I can't say what it was until we get into spoilers. Um, there are things about it that I did enjoy generally. Like I agree with you. It's solid. It's not a bad movie. Uh, it just didn't do anything for me. And I think part of it is because it's too on the nose and it reminded me too much of the matrix um, watching those movies very close together. <laughs> what? Because okay, remember what I said before about subtext, right? Like you could okay, like tell me a story without telling me that the story you're telling me is the story, right? Like this minutes. is yes, this is very obviously level. too surface level and too soon. Like I don't, I maybe I need to be further away from the pandemic. I mean, you can argue, think, you can argue it's it's global warming too. Sure, I guess you could climate change, um, as you can call it. I guess now there's a part of me that's sees too much of Fauci and Leonardo DiCaprio to mm. think that it's, and maybe it's, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a mixing of both. Like, Hey, there are these very obvious things that are happening. There's this thing that we can, well, yeah. But maybe and it's there's, also there's, the thing you can argue is that it's just inherent in human nature for these things to happen. When you have this sort of clashing between uh, a potential for financial gain and the need to address the problem, this is how people react. And sure. for me, COVID, you know, climate change and other things are like perfect are, are perfect comparisons for what this movie represents. So maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't too on the nose. It's just there's so many things that you could parallel it to that it just feels on the nose because yeah, that's what people would do. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that you're wrong. Um, and maybe I don't know what it is about it that makes me not able to enjoy it as a form of entertainment um for me it's just too stressful too many parallels you're right it's it's too easy to make parallels and to me it's just like i start tensing up and getting annoyed not annoyed getting pissed off at people and mankind because i see it and i'm like yep that's exactly how people would react they would sit there and literally as the comet is coming down on them denying the fact that the comet exists you know, uh, it's like the the thing I've seen online where zombie movies are unrealistic because none of them have people running towards the zombie saying, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what would happen. Like, that's something that would be right at home in this movie. Um, and it just makes me pissed off because it just makes me hate people. Yeah. Uh, well, the weird thing about that is I don't think, let me, how can I phrase this? I think when zombie movies were a thing and when they were existing and coming about, our news sources were relatively, uh, we had so few and it was hard to just pick your news source. And so where folks were able to be conspiracy theorists and all of that other stuff, they were on the fringes. Now that stuff is- Well, you mean it was, it was harder, it was harder to find a specific news source that matches your, I, yes. your social identity. It was yes. like, you had like a handful or more. And that's yes. it. And so I don't know that I think that zombie, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't critique that critique because I do think it's accurate, but I, I, don't know <laughs> I, I don't know that I think it's true from this perspective. We have so much information now and people are able to basically pick their truth 
And because of that, now we have those people like you're talking about. Yeah. Those so it's, it's been... not, it's a recent, it's a recent yes. development. It's not More something that recent. existed, you know, before 2010. I don't even know if I would say that. Um, how long has Fox News been around? I don't know. Um, okay. Before 2000. Yes. I would say before people were able to only use the internet as their primary source of news. Okay. So yeah, the, the early 2000s or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my pretty much non-spoiler thoughts. I, going in the spoilers, I mean, this isn't even really spoiler. I thought the performances were really good. Um, yeah. from some, like, especially like Mark Rylance, I thought that he was really good. And he was, he was, what's this? He was basically playing his same role from ready player one, almost very kind awkward. Of. Yeah. I think it maybe the voice, the voice was the same, but the performance I think had more, they had more to work with. He had more yeah. to work with in this movie than in ready player one. Yes. Um, and I really liked him as a character. Um, and what the thing that made me laugh out loud was when he was having that conversation with um, Meryl Streep and she was like, well, when do I die or how do I die? And he goes, yeah, you get killed by a brachios or not a brachiosaur. What was it? Uh, it was a nonsense word. It was a yes. made up word. And then it happens. Like when it happened at the end of the movie, I was almost crying laughing because like my favorite part about that was you could see it come like you knew. You knew that this was the moment and it still hit in a very good way. And I just wish that the rest of the movie was a, that funny to me. And then B, I do think that the back half of that, let's see the beginning and end of the movie were better than that entire middle section. Like you said, it's, it's too long. Yes. Um, the pacing was a little bit off. And I think if they had shaved off, because how long was this movie? Two hours and 16 minutes? It was about minutes? two hours and 15 minutes or so, yeah. Man, they could have shaved like 20 minutes off of this I movie. I think 20 minutes. I agree. And it would have yeah. been way better, um, at least for me. Because I remember thinking probably about the hour mark, I was like, holy shit, there's another hour and 15 minutes? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to me. Like, I think literally uh, there was this part where as they were kind of making their rounds on news stations and kind of like that whole descent for Leonardo DiCaprio, that could have been shaved down. It just kept going. It just felt like dragging out. Um, and there was also a scene where they were just going and going. And I think I just zoned out in the middle of the scene. And I was like, oh, are we still in the scene? I didn't realize that. Like, that's, that's a long scene. We really didn't need this much back and forth. And it was very clearly kind of improv. And it just didn't work for me. And I think they had too many of those that just kind of kept going, almost like yeah. a Judd Patel movie in a way. Yeah. Um, there were instances where I was like, I don't understand why Timothy Chalamet is here. Um, like, I felt like that, A, that could have been anybody, and then you shrink down that stuff. But anyway, other than that. I, uh, um, I had a funny realization. It was literally when Mark Rylance was being himself in that movie and just being weird. And I was just like, he's an Oscar winner. And then I was like, oh, wait, so is Meryl Streep. So is Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So is Jonah Hill. So mm -hmm. is Leonardo wait, DiCaprio. Is Jonah, wait, Jonah, Will, Hill. Jonah Hill actually won. I think he's been no, nominated. I, I no, he didn't win. He's been nominated. He didn't win. I was like, so these all these other actors. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot all these people that have won Academy Awards that are just like doing the silliest shit in this movie. What was the movie that they did uh, with James? I think James Franco was in it. And I think the only reason I know that is because the line is, you are an Oscar-nominated actor. Who says that? 
and you're talking to Jonah oh. Hill. Um, was that this is the end? Yes, that's exactly what that was. And I yeah. think that's the only reason why I'm fairly certain that he like when he wins an Oscar, I'm gonna have to delete that scene from my head. But that's the only reason I know that he had one one. Um, because it's Danny McBride like screaming in his face. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Good movie. It is. I'm laughing harder at that than this. <laughs> I mean, that movie is sillier than this one. Let's be real. This movie is it's it's silly, but it's silly with an edge to it. Like there's there's a malicious and cynical edge to this one. It does not, I feel like Adam McKay hates people. <laughs> like he does not like mankind, does not feel like there's any hope for them. Everyone died. It's just sad and depressing. I did like that. So the other thing that I did like about this, I liked that they stuck to like, I mean, this is the path that we're on. You guys are fucked. Like there's nothing that's going to change. Even truth hasn't changed anyone's mind about be it climate change or COVID or any of that stuff. And so like there's a vaccine, you won't take it. There are things you can do to limit the impact of climate change. You just refuse to do it. And so here's the path we're on and here's what's going to happen. I do like that it's stuck to its conviction of like, you guys are all dead. And the only people that are going to live are it's like the rich people somehow find a way to survive. But they didn't even survive at the end. That was the good thing I like is that they didn't survive at the end. You don't at know the end, they, I was like, hey, they didn't survive. Didn't, they were, they were all being surrounded by the Padrachiosaurus bitch, whatever the fuck they were called. They were all surrounded and they started attacking the people and circling in on them. They're dead. Like that was the one thing I liked where I was like, that was satisfying. I'm happy these people got killed. They might make it. Yeah, they might pull a Boba Fett, just sort yeah. of like reach up good. out of the sand, yeah. pull themselves was, up. There we go. I was going to say, I can't quote it, but that's all I can say. Yeah, I can't quote it either, but that's just the basic essence of, of what Patton Oswalt said, except uh, for this movie franchise. Provided I didn't see a body, I assume like maybe a couple of them survive. Like maybe this is an Adam and Eve type. If movie. this was a Marvel movie, I'd agree. This is not a Marvel movie. This is not a franchise movie. This is not a big studio movie i mean it is because it's netflix but you know what i mean it doesn't have that big studio feel it's not a pg-13 family movie i don't know like based on the like the names that are in this movie it does feel like a big movie right just like it i guess huge incredible cast. but not in that same way it's not like a it's not a tentpole franchise film like a prestige movie it's not it's not meant to be independence day it's meant to be like joker Except not, you know what I mean? Not as depressing as that, but like it's, it has more of an edge to it where the deaths are real and it's not looking to become a franchise. So walking away from this movie, how did you, I know you said that you were kind of tensed up watching it. Um, did you appreciate it after the fact or? Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I think it was a well-made movie, well-acted, had problems with writing, but the scenes mostly are really well-written and just kind of the way it progresses, I enjoy. And I, I appreciate its overall message and it's misanthropy even though it's really depressing uh and i like the filmmaking as well and just like sort of the style that it had to it that i liked from the very beginning where you had the the credits rolling um when you have that scene when what's it called uh jennifer lawrence is like rapping silently to her headphones i was just like okay they're doing a good job of really establishing sort of the tone of this movie from the get-go great directorial hand for sure um, and I think a lot of people, I could see why it's so divisive. Um, is it where oh, just based on the review? Okay. 
Yeah, based on the reviews. I haven't read the reviews, but like he's really heavy handed with both his style and his messaging. Um, but it's also one that I think would work for some people because some people really like that. So I personally fall more on the I do like it camp and um, don't think I'll watch it again, but I'm happy I watched it. And I think if if politics and movie are your thing, this is right up your alley. I kind of agree um, with the last part about if politics, because I do generally like um, politics in my movie. But again, there was just something about this that was too on the nose for me to enjoy it as a form of entertainment. So and I, I, maybe there's just a certain mindset that I have to be in. Like when I watch documentaries, I know that I'm watching a documentary. So my brain kind of sections off other parts of my brain for whatever reason this wouldn't allow me to do that and enjoy it for what it was. So um, for me, it was like a solid C, C plus. Yeah, I think I'm higher than you. I think I'm gonna go B, B. I think I'll go B, maybe yeah. B minus, but like in the in-between in between B and B minus around there. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it a C plus just to balance you out. Okay, all right, good. All right. Awesome. Well, I mean, I'm not and sure I have much more to say about it because it's just so like, I, I liked a lot of it. I think it had a couple problems, dragged a bit, but I would recommend it overall. Okay. Um, I do think that people, do I recommend it? I recommend Ooh. it to a specific group of people. I don't recommend it to everybody. Yeah. I'm, you know who I really want to know? I want to know what my mom thinks of it. My mom is like, mm. she watches MSNBC every single day. Um, and I'm curious whether or not. I think it'll stress her out. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably that's what I want to know. Out. That's what I want to yeah. know. Like, will she find it entertaining? Um, will she find it as something that's like interesting and entertaining to watch? But yeah. So. Interesting and entertaining, yes. But did I fully like how I was feeling the whole time? I'm not sure. It felt very much like how I feel like when I'm doom scrolling on my phone which I, I, I try to avoid these days. You know, it's funny, like a year ago, I didn't know what that was. And a friend of mine, a friend of mine was like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of that. So. It's real. That's a real thing. I, uh, I don't do that as much anymore these days. I, I kind of stay away from it for my own mental health. But um, yeah, okay. it's like trying to find that balance of being informed, but also not just being self-loathing. Yeah. I mean, so what works for me is, so getting off the movie, I have uh, a particular app that has news and I've organized it a very specific way. So once I've scrolled through all of that stuff and it's done, I put it away. Like it's just done. Mm -hmm. So it's an RSS feed. And so once all of those news sources are exhausted and I've seen all the stuff I want to see, I'm done. Which is kind of smart. Nice. Yeah. Just don't get your news on Twitter. Yeah. No, no. That's just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to do who watches with you, but you don't, you haven't fucking watched anything apparently. What do you mean? What do you mean? What I mean, you went through telling me that you were learning other languages and not watching Boba Fett and not watching Star Trek and not watching anything that I watched. So that what I haven't been watching? No, you, you just told me you haven't been watching anything. No, no, but you, you said something. I missed something you said right before. What have you been watching or you haven't been watching? Oh no, it was, it was a criticism. I'm saying you haven't been watching anything. I was going to do a who watches with you, but apparently you haven't oh. been watching anything. I mean, I, I've been watching Encanto <laughs> on repeat. Uh, I've been watching, uh, I watched the Harry Potter special. Did you watch that? The, the reunion? No, how was it? On HBO Max? It was nice. Was, it, yeah. was, it was a bit long, but it was like, I could tell a lot of love went into it. 
Um, I had a lot of great people come back, a lot of in-depth sort of thoughts and stuff. But um, I think you, should, you could probably watch it over the course of three nights if you wanted to. I don't see a reason. It's like, I want to say two hours long or something. Yeah, It's, it's chunky. Um, there's a lot in it. So I think you'd enjoy it as a fan. I did see a tweet from Jason Isaacs where he said something like, uh, sorry, I couldn't be there, but, you know, was Dobby there? That snitchy little bitch talking about me was talking bad about me or something like that. Um, (laughs) I think Jason Isaacs was on it. Was he? I think so. That'd be a weird tweet. I recall. Yeah, I, uh, I'd have to check, but I could have sworn that he was in it. All right. Well. Maybe he just tweeted. Either way, either way, it's funny. Either way, it's funny. He just wanted to make a Dobby joke. I do. I do. Man, that dude is hilarious to me. Oh, yeah, Jason Isaacs is fantastic. Like, I like, I like his career and his. He's a ham. He's a total ham, and I love every every second of it. I know he was in the running to play Lord Asriel in the Golden Compass movie a while ago. Mm. That was eventually taken by Daniel Craig. I think he would have been great in that as well. Um, I mean, as great as he could be in, in that movie, that was kind of mediocre. But you know, still kind of shows cut it's very much in in his vein oh so this is what he said maybe okay so i'm misremembering he said on holiday in isolation with the family who've all tested positive we're fine things but we can't see return to hogwarts somebody tell me was dobby talking shit about me again pointy eared and great (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's great fucking yeah love that guy that was good yeah a lot of great people there like and a memoriam, in memoriam of all the people who died. A lot of fucking people died from the franchise. Really? Okay. Yeah. That sucks. Maybe I won't watch it. Yeah. No, it's um, worth watching. That's just like a one, one segment of a larger special. So don't let that ruin it for you. Don't let that ruin it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I, I, why not? I watch them. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because I like, I like for things to exist in my brain as they are. And so that franchise to me as a series is... This is that perspective is almost as nonsense as my perspective of just not wanting to watch things because I want to be able to save them for later for a moment when I really want to watch. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Okay. Okay. I I am perfectly okay acknowledging like that weird idiosyncrasy about like, I like it exactly the way it is. I don't need any more commentary about it. I don't like because I've already for my opinion of the franchise, I've already read the books. I've already like so like for me having oh okay it's almost like having jk rowling like interject things and throw stuff out there like well this is what this actually means or this is this and it's like i don't need that i don't want that like i'm it, it exists in this very specific place now maybe the stuff that's happening with her is part of what is driving that thought process because i don't have that with any other franchise i mean she's not in it other than a 2019 interview yeah that's okay. interesting Makes sense that they want to distance themselves. Part of me wonders when Fantastic Beast Three comes out if there's going to be like written by KJ Bowling. No, they're going to like, use her other name, writer at Robert Galbraith. Other... Yeah, written by Robert exactly. Galbraith. Oh, what's that? I need to go get those Camorra Strike books. Who's this young writer? Right. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I have no right. idea how they're going to distance themselves. But I guess they're not going to have it as as prominent in the advertising, I guess. But still, she wrote it. Yeah, I think there are those segment of people who like me. Like I, I think part of it is I just don't want the controversy in my head, even though I know that the controversy isn't really that big of a controversy. But mm. we'll see. We'll oh see. snap! 
This is this is breaking news. I think it's breaking news. Uh, I don't know. Disney and Pixar's Turning Red to premiere exclusively on Disney Plus on March 11th. Was that okay. supposed to be in theaters? Yes. Well, it's no yes. longer going to be in theaters. Because I remember being at the theater and seeing the posters for it. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but that definitely means. Oh yeah, I was at the theater recently when we were watching when I was watching The Kingsman, and there was a Turning Red poster there. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That was the first time I saw a trailer for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not the last time I was there, but in the theater. Things are are going back. Things are going back. Of course they're going back because now I have a gym membership. So now I have to reconsider going to the gym. You can just go at 5 a.m. and nobody will be there. I can go what? At 5 a.m. and no one will be there. That's true. I should probably. I don't want to fucking do that. I'm not a morning workout person. I'm like a noon or like 5 p.m. workout person. Mm. Okay. No. But no. maybe I should just, you know, say, you know, fucking deal with it and not get COVID by going early. So. Yeah. Because apparently your fat ass needs to get in the gym. Your 80 push-ups hurting your body. <laughs> yeah. It hurts so bad. Oh my God. My chest is so tight. Oh, my fucking triceps. Oh, it hurts so bad. Anyway, I think it's time to close out. We're done. Let me shut, let me shut this down. Dear listeners, if you like what you heard, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM has other great content and programs for you to listen to. Where else on LRMonline.com as well as the Genreverse YouTube channel. Go check it. Genreverse Podcast Network YouTube channel. YouTube channel. I'm sorry. See, you can get open and close it. And it's available. It's available, you know, on, of course, on Apple Podcasts and wherever Everywhere. you get podcasts. Everywhere. Genreverse Podcast Network. You write books, but you don't write my scripts. You're just not very useful for me. Not. It's true. Not, not really. But you just take anyway. your scripts and replace LRM online with Genreverse and you're done. So much work. I know. I don't have scripts. You think I have scripts? I don't have scripts. You just said I don't write your scripts. I'm like, take yeah. your existing script, you, just replace the word. I don't have an existing script. That's what I'm saying. You think I have scripts? That's what I said. No scripts. Okay. All right. I don't have an existing. Are we done? We are done. Except where, where can you okay. be found? Where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. That's it. Awesome. That's where you can That's find it. me. That's it. That's it. All right. And you can find me at Sir Jones on Twitter as well as Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta luego. Mission accomplished. Wow. That was a yawn. That was a wow. yawn. Don't get it. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.